I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. The pride, passion, and pageantry of college football lives here. This is the Paul Feinbaum Show, our one podcast. This might be college football. Premier Tuesday, a lot of things happening and some news on the CFT as we begin this afternoon's program. A lot of guests, some will be joining us immediately. Let's get right to the headlines. And this is from Saturday Down South by Matt Hayes. He'll join us later. Dear SEC. Texas is built to take over everything starting now. That's, uh, remember about a year ago, we were worried if Texas would fit in. Now we're, we have columnists saying they'll take it over. Meanwhile, Nick Saban has uh, come out of missing persons uh, and has shown up in Birmingham, Alabama to uh, speak at a dinner that uh, he has a major role in honoring legendary coaches. Asked about his new job at College Game Day, would he ever pick against the Tide? A new gig with ESPN College Game Day. I, wanted to, I know you don't like hypotheticals, but you're in Tuscaloosa. There's no way you're not picking the Tide, right? Well, you know, I've tried to steer away from picking people. I think I'm going to have to do that now. But um, I don't know that you always have to pick the team you think is going to win. You know, you're, you're allowed to have a spiritual feeling about who you like and who you want to win. So um, I think it'll be a lot of fun, though. I think Kurt Saban needs to take the refresher course on how to be a television analyst, but there's still time. We'll, we'll, we'll talk to him. He, uh, he did have a couple of serious things to say uh, other than his TV career. He spoke about Kalen DeBoer, the man who is trying to, I don't know about replacing him, but he definitely succeeded him. That's our home, that's our family, it's our community. Um, we're going to continue to do things to help the community every way that we can. And um, the coaches all know that I'm available if they need me in any way, shape, or form to help them. Um, you know, I talk to Caitlin every now and then and talk to the defensive coordinator every now and then. He's going to come over and meet me, you know, this week sometime. So, you know, we're around. Uh, we're there to support the players and help them in any way that we can to help them be successful. Hey, Saban, if you want to uh, help the Crimson Tide come out of retirement and be the head coach again. Anyway, let's get to some serious headlines this afternoon. There is finally news on the CFP. They unanimously approved the 5 plus 7 model for the new 12-team playoff. That means the five conference champions uh, will be automatic. Uh, the, the, the interesting part about this is Notre Dame, even if it's number one in the country, will fare no better than the fifth seed. There's a lot of conversation about the television aspect. And there was a big piece in The Athletic today by a number of reporters, including uh, the newest reporter uh, and writer at The Athletic, Andrew Marshawn. We knew him quite well as the sports media columnist for the New York Post. He has joined uh, The Athletic. And Andrew, thank you very much. And uh, it's great to have you uh, as a guest here on the show. We've we've seen your columns for so long and have always enjoyed it. But thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate that. 
Uh, I want to get to Saban in a few minutes, because, uh, but that's not quite as important as the piece you and uh, Stuart Mandel and Chris Fanini and, 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 uh, and Nicole Auerbach put together about the television aspect of the CFP, which was reported, I think, by ESPN a few weeks ago. And, and lately, uh, many are wondering exactly where this is. So where is it? So ESPN is in agreement on the terms um, with the CFP, which is represented by CAA and Evolution. Um, and so they're going to be the ones, if they can figure everything out, to be the television home as it stands now. Now, nothing is finalized yet because, as you know, everything has to be ratified, and that's what the meetings this week down in Texas are all about. Um, and if it does go through, uh, ESPN will pay $1.3 billion uh, per year on average uh, with a six-year extension. So ESPN has it for the next two years, and then it will be a six-year extension, uh, and ESPN will be the home of the college football playoffs. Andrew, uh, going back a couple of months, uh, th there was a lot of speculation with Fox having a major play with the Big Ten network, among others, uh, with the Big Ten agreement, among others, that, that there would be uh, more activity on this front. Uh, can you describe how it ended up where it did? And, and, and I, I'll leave it to you to tell us whether uh, anybody else was all that interested in this CFP package. Yeah, as far as we know, ESPN was really the one and only ones who made a substantial bid. Uh, you know, Fox, NBC, uh, and possibly some others, you know, have interest. But two things that are going on, and, you know, you look at the media landscape, it's a confusing, ever-changing um, situation in terms of streaming uh, and the impact of cable television being diminished. Uh, and so for when entities like Fox Sports, you know, look at, uh, something like the national championship and the college football playoffs. Of course they want it, but they have to, it has to make business sense for them. And they already have the strongest Big Ten package. Um, they have Big Noon every Saturday. And so adding the college football playoffs, at least right now, doesn't really change how much they're going to get in affiliate fees um, in terms of what they're going to be paid uh, in transmission fees as what the broadcast networks receive. Uh, that's not going to change. And so for them, it doesn't make as much sense. And the way the TV deals, the NBA is coming up, it really favors the incumbents who are already spending this money, already have the advertising, and already have it built into their deals, then newcomers coming into it. And that's the biggest thing. And then ESPN uh, has a plan to go direct to consumer later in the year. They're first teaming up with Fox and WBD Sports, which is TNT uh, on your television sets uh, at the end of the year. And then next year, they're going to go direct to consumer with their own product. And so having the college football playoff makes a lot of sense for them in terms of what they're doing. And it really gives them control of college sports. Uh, besides the NCAA men's championship, they're going to have every major championship uh, in college sports. Andrew, uh, one last question on the CFP. Uh, there had been some talk uh, in, in your piece and, and just general conversation that the first round games, which are, are a new thing for the CFP, I don't know if outsourcing is the right word, but uh, maybe could be somewhere other than ESPN. Uh, what do you know about that? Yeah, so ESPN, we reported today in their contract, if it's agreed upon and ratified, um, will have the opportunity to sub-license games, um, five games per year, which means that they can look at the market and let's say a Fox wants to get involved or maybe a streamer wants to get involved. And we don't know, you know, what, if there are some 
you know, limitations of who they can sell to. But let's just say they are, they can do that. They can sell them uh, to someone else for a fee. You know, ESPN um, has put, you know, $100 million into the four first-round games. That's what they've estimated their worth in their eyes. Um, and that's because of matchups. You know, some years you might get a Notre Dame and a USC, uh, but some other years you might get smaller colleges. And although we all love the upsets of the NCAA men's and women's tournament, um, if you look at the TV ratings, the marquee teams, the legendary programs, those are the ones that sell. They get the bigger ratings, especially in theory in the opening rounds. And so some of those games probably aren't worth $25 million, but maybe some are worth more than 25 and that's how they got to the $100 million uh, estimate in terms of those first four games that are going to be played starting uh, this winter. Andrew, uh, we swim in the college football waters here, so we're, we probably are a little bit too close to the sun, but you're based in New York. You just got back from the Super Bowl where 125 or 30 million people saw that game. In terms of uh, where, where you live and, 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 and really where, where it really matters in, in television, on the on the two coasts and, and, and a few other places, where where does college football fit into the pecking order after the NFL? Yeah, I'd say it's probably two. Um, you know, you could argue the NBA as well, um, but the makeup of football, you know, the NFL and college football, it's it's great for television. Um, you see the numbers that they put up. You know, college doesn't put up the same um, ratings as the NFL. Nothing does. Uh, but you can make a good argument that college football is the second biggest sports entertainment um, for TV and streaming uh, that there is uh, in our country. Uh, you know, NBA, again, can make an argument. MLB on a regional basis has a strong argument in terms of its overall power as a sport. Uh, but, but I probably would go in terms of TV. Uh, you have to go NFL and then probably college football. Andrew, let me end on, on what you said a minute ago about direct-to-consumer. A, a lot of the older people in our audience are probably cringing with whatever you're, you, with you, when you add to what you just got through saying. But can you look ahead, uh, not, not that far in, in the future, and for things like college football, college basketball, all the things that we've, we've already seen, the, N, the NFL on Amazon, uh, you know, baseball is on, is on Apple. Where, where do you th think, based on what you, you're hearing from television executives, where do you think college football is going down the road? Well, let's just say, you know, in your the heart of where you are, the SEC, I mean, their agreement is with ESPN exclusively. So, you know, for someone who's listening right now, if they were to get the ESPN direct-to-consumer product, um, that's coming out, uh, you know, next year or, you know, the one that's going to be combined with Fox uh, and WBD Sports. I mean, they'd be all set with their SEC stuff because that is going to have all the – everything you could want SEC will just be on that one product. And I think that's actually what fans are looking for. I mean, for the SEC fan, it really lines up. Now, where you fall into problems is, you know, let's say you're a big basketball fan, you want to watch the NCAA tournament, and – you have you get the ESPN direct to consumer. Now suddenly you don't have CBS, uh, you don't have Turner, and so you can't watch that. But so it is the, the problem right now, and it's all it's, I call it the great you know I'm not the only one, but call it the great rebundling, and that's what's going to happen. We had cable TV forever, where everything was in kind of one place. Now it's all spread out, very confusing. I think over the next couple of years, uh, probably five ten years. That's going to be, we're already starting to see it, where you're going to see the great rebundling where things are in one place. 
at one time. But for right now, it's very confusing uh, for a lot of fans because uh, one game's on this channel, another game's on this streamer. And if you just want everything, um, you know, many times you're being asked to buy, you know, different platforms, either cable or streamer, to figure out to watch your team, you know, all their games, uh, as opposed to, like I said, for, for the SEC and, and ESPN, that, that relationship um, actually works pretty well for the fan because you can just buy one thing and you'll have all your ACC covered. Andrew Marshawn, a sports media reporter and columnist for The Athletic. We really appreciate his time. Uh, he with a, a group uh, breaking a bit major story today in The Athletic. We head to the break. More, uh, we'll talk about the rest of the show in a minute. Your phone calls as well. We're here for the next four hours. Is your schedule too packed to see a doctor about your erectile dysfunction? Well, with Hims, now you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. They're changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Hims provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment options such as chewable hard mints, brand name treatments like Viagra, or generic alternatives for up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple and entirely online. Just answer a series of questions and a medical provider will determine the right treatment option. If prescribed, your medication ships to you free. No insurance needed. So what are you waiting for? Join the hundreds of thousands of trusted HIMSS subscribers and get treated. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash Paul. That's H-I-M-S dot com slash Paul for your personalized ED treatment options. Hymns.com slash Paul. Hard mints are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies on product and subscription plan. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show Podcast. We are back. Andrew Marshawn, uh, first guest. Hayden is up next in Alabama. Hello, Hayden. Hey, Paul. How you doing? We're doing great. Thank you. Yes, sir. Um, so I am a communication student at Jacksonville State. Now, we spoke a while back, um, and I'm the Chick-fil-A employee as well. Oh, that's right. But, uh, I, actually, I actually have my media workshop for Jacksonville State uh, today, and I have a – it's a – radio show and I have to record it and send it in to my teacher and he just kind of grades it and everything and I was uh it's uh broadcasted over our student uh media radio station I was wondering if you had any tips for me or anything I'd love to hear them so what uh so Hayden uh, are you interviewing somebody in your uh for your segment or do you uh how long does it have to be so uh so the radio show is an hour long I just have to turn in a short portion of it to my uh to my professor but no, it, it's just me uh, just talking for an hour. <laughs> well, you, what if you had a, like a really good guest uh, on on the segment? Well, I'm uh, I'm I'm actually trying to. Um, I emailed a, a reporter out of Nashville 
Okay. But um, yeah, I, I have just haven't heard back yet. But do you have I'm do you have the uh, do you have the means there to record right now? Uh, yes, sir. Okay. What do you th- um, you know what I'm thinking, Randy? Oh, come on right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean you, you talk uh, about putting the guy on the spot. Let's just we'll turn. How about if we turn the show over to you right now, and then uh, you interview the first guest? I, I, you know what, Paul? I'm all for the experience because uh, there, there's a guy, there's a uh, one of my professors. He he is on me about getting experience right now. I, I showed him my resume. He's impressed by. It. He was like, "Dude, man, you, you're stacked, but you need some. Let's all get right, some well, more." So I okay, are, are, are you ready? Are experience. you ready for your national television deb- debut? If you, hey, as a good buddy of mine, Damian Mitchell says, "If you stay ready, you never got to get ready." Okay, well, da- I talked to, da- I heard from Damien yesterday. Uh, I know him well, so uh, he, he was quite a player up in your way. Well, well, Hayden, here's what I'm going to do. And uh, if you don't want, if this doesn't work out well, just don't turn it in. But uh, I am going to turn it over to you in about 30 seconds. And then uh, if you want to interview me, if you just want, or, or if you want to talk, or we'll, we'll give you a couple of minutes here and use it on your tape. How about that? Wait, really? Wait, I'm I'm actually calling from my phone. I'm not near anything. Is there any way I can get you guys to record it and send it to me? Uh, yeah, we can do that. We can handle that. Email? We can. Uh, well, we'll we'll get it. Uh, we'll get it right at, right before you go off the air. Okay. Okay. Yes, sir. Okay. Um, hey, okay. I I am going to uh, introduce you like I don't exist. Okay. That's <laughs> okay. Sounds good. Uh, hey, I got a, Hey, I got a better idea. You want to interview Jim from Tuscaloosa? Would that be funnier? I think that would be funnier. Okay, uh, can we get you know Jim? Let's, let's interview Jim from Tuscaloosa. Let's do that. That way, I'm a, I, I will, I will, I will welcome everybody and see if Jim can do this. Okay. okay right, gonna, so, so, am I interviewing him? Yeah. We'll, we'll have you interview a fine bomb caller. And the, by the That's way, no, okay, okay. I am going. Is it okay with Jim, Danny? Okay. No, uh, no. Wait a minute, Paul. Who you got that trying to do that to me? Now, hold on. Jim, you're helping a young student here, okay? And then we'll come back to our... Okay. Uh, yeah, tell me who it is, Paul. His name is Hayden. He's a Jacksonville State communication student. And how am I supposed to help the guy? Well, you're, I, he's going to interview you. So uh, hold on a second. You ready? Yes. Welcome back to the uh, Jacksonville State afternoon program. And now the star of the show, here's Hayden. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back into the afternoon slate right here on WLJS 91.9 in Jacksonville, Alabama. We are interviewing Jim from Tuscaloosa today. Jim, how are you doing today, my brother? So far, so good. <laughs> Man, I'm glad to hear that. Now, now Jim, Jim, I'm told that you are a massive Alabama fan. Now, I know you and uh, a good buddy of mine, well, I say good buddy of mine, but somebody I know, Mr. I-Man, I know you and I-Man are, uh, you butt heads lately, haven't you? No, we haven't. We're still friends, and, and on my part, that's all I can do is stay nice and friendly, and that's all I can do. Oh, well, that's nice, Jim. It, uh, yes, sir, that, that's nice, man. It, uh, Jim, I would like to ask you, this upcoming football season, uh, when Alabama takes the field. Hold on, pal. You hold on. Whoa, pal. Hold on. Hold on, pal. I, it's, it's known on the show. Paul knows this. I do not talk ball anymore. You don't talk ball anymore? I don't talk ball anymore. Uh, may I interrupt for a second? Go ahead, Paul. Go ahead. Uh, Hayden, if I could give you some advice. Uh, Jim does not talk ball. There, there's some very deep convictions on that. So why don't you uh, 
Uh, Jim would like to talk about. So, so, uh, I would suggest, oh, well, no, but not that, Paul. I'm I would suggest asking Jim what he would like to talk about, and then he'll take it from there. He's got experience. All right, Jim. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> we'll talk about anything. <laughs> <laughs> Just ask a decent question. I'll try to answer it. <laughs> uh, I'm trying so to figure Jim out is winning this uh, phone feud. Hey Hayden! Hey Hayden! Hayden. Yes, sir, Mr. Jim. I'm not a sir. Don't call me sir. I'm not an old guy. Now, let me tell you something right now. From experience, you're not doing well on this first show, first interview. You're not doing very well. I, I'm sorry, Jim. You just have me nervous and my palms are sweaty. Well, you hey, Hayden, uh, allow me to jump in here, okay? Jim, can I just <laughs> tell a quick story? I, uh, Go ahead, Paul. Gene Stallings told me this story once, a former Alabama coach. He was standing over Hayden uh, and Jim the uh, place kicker, he had had, to, he'd had a shaky couple of weeks, and he was hovering over him during practice. And the, the place kicker looked at Coach Stallings and said, Coach, you're making me really nervous right now. Could you kind of back up? He said, son, he said, on Saturday afternoon at Brian Denny Stadium, there's going to be 95,000 people just like me hovering over, so you better get used to it. So my, my, my response to you, Hayden, is you better get used to it. Well, well done, Jim. Hey, well done, Paul. Well, thank you. Thank you. Hayden, Hayden, <laughs> Hayden really one more thing, okay? There, there's kind of an old adage in, in radio. No such, thing right. as no such thing as dead air. You got to keep talking, man. Roll. All right, I'm talking, Paul. It, uh, Paul, I think one of my main things this afternoon is college basketball and Creighton is taking on UConn. The UConn Huskies are coming in riding a win streak and Creighton. The big three, Ryan Kalkbrenner, Trey Alexander, and Baylor Shireman, they are looking to spool the Huskies' win streak and win. And Creighton's really on a really on a tough streak right now. So if they, if they can Jim, win have you heard a question here somewhere or into not? Into a three-game win streak? What's that? No, he, uh, he just took off on his own, Paul, because he can't handle me. <laughs> now, I, I thought I was told otherwise. Oh, man, Jim, I could never take off on you. Hayden, let, well, let me, uh, as, as you, you're finally wising up, man. You're finally wising up. Hayden, a little bit of advice. If you ever get a talk show, be, you better be prepared when Jim calls. Cause, uh, and, 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 Paul, I might add, he must be more, compa more compelling, more, much more compelling. Yeah. No, uh, and, uh, Hayden, one more thing, okay? You're yes, in sir. Alabama, right? Yes, sir. You think there are more than three people that care about UConn basketball? <laughs> Hey, Paul, may I add that's something? Very, yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, Jim. Uh, by the way, Jim, if you want, I, think, I think Jacksonville's more likely to hire you than Hayden right now. Hey, uh, let, me, oh, let me add this, Paul. Oh. This is the, hey, Paul, if you'll if you stop interrupting, I mean, the other guy, Hayden. Hey, Hayden, let me tell you something. One thing you've done with this segment, you brought, you brought some entertainment to a, to a show that needed desperately something <laughs> like levity and entertainment. So from that standpoint, I'll give you credit, even though you act like a clown. <laughs> okay, Jim, Jim, one more thing before, before Hayden goes. Um, okay, Paul. And, and I don't want to do, uh, you shoot straight. That's one thing I, I've always admired about that, you. That's exactly I want right. You, that's I, mean, exactly I want right. you, if you could spend 30 more seconds trying to help Hayden, because I think he needs a little bit of advice. I don't know how to help him except to say he needs to move along, don't offend the guests, uh, don't be rude. Just get enough questions that are pertinent and that are that are uh, compelling. And if you see it's not going anywhere, go to another question. 
Jim, right now, uh, I know as a professor, I would uh, I would want to sit down with Hayden afterwards. But assuming this was just a pop quiz and doesn't count against you, it's just kind of a, a, a way of grading where you are. What kind of grade would you give Hayden for this interview? I'd give him a C. OK. And, and mostly from experience. Hayden, you have passed your first test on, on national radio and television. Well done, Paul. Man, I, you know what? I'm relieved. I'm going to give you a higher grade than that because uh, I grade on the curve and you're the only one we're grading on. So, Hayden, here's what you need to do. You need to tell your teacher you had a, you had a learning experience today, okay? Yes, sir. And you learned that you have to always be prepared. And, uh, go, uh, and we will take a short break. Jim, we'll come back to you in a minute. We, we had to help Hayden along here. We are back right after this. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. We are back. And, you know, a lot of criticism coming in, Jim, uh, about the way we we dealt with Hayden. you know, maybe we threw him to the wolves. Maybe he sh- we shouldn't have done that. But my feeling is this, Jim, and I'm curious what you think. What choice did we have? If you're going to get back, I gave him an opportunity to interview me first. I think he missed on that. Then he had, then he saw you there, so I helped him talk to you, the most famous caller on the show. I, I don't know what else we could have done. What, what kind of criticism are you getting well, right now, Paul? There's been some social media uh, posts that we took advantage of this young man. I don't believe we did. I, he, he won't. He asked for it. And that's all you can do. I, you know, I'm glad you, well, kind of glad you brought that up because, you know, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I think you know this, Paul. And, and, and at my heart, I do not like to be, to, to be negative. And I don't feel good about uh, coming after a lady like I did yesterday. But the lady, and I know you agree with this because you've already said this on the show. When a lady, I don't care who you are, king of England, a king of whatever, I don't care, celebrity, whoever you are, when you start attacking people just like they attack Trump, then you make yourself open game. Is that true or not? That, that is true. And I mean, first of all, uh, I mean, I, I, I just felt like the best experience was real experience. And, you know, there were a number of things he did right and the number of things he didn't. But that's that's how you learn. Well, in my in my honest and I think non-biased opinion, I thought that was a great segment because it was fun and entertaining and no harm was meant. Of course, I am a straight shooter. I, I'm not going. I'm not going to say you're doing great when you're not doing great. But he didn't do bad. But he, you know, I know I understand him being up behind the eight ball, so to speak, because I've got more experience at this, obviously, than he does. But I thought it was a fun deal, and I think in the long run he'll be happy about it. 
Well, no, and, uh, you know, I, I'm, I guess some people are upset, Randy being one of them. We didn't learn more about his take on the Yukon situation. Well, I, mean, I didn't know anything about that. All I know is, Paul, you need more entertainment like this because this reminds me of the Feinbaum show when I first got on the air. It was a fun show. It's been negative a lot lately. And I'm not compl- com- uh, c- criticizing you. I'm just criticizing the way things have been going. And I thought I'm, I'm glad if, if today's segment like that helped bring some levity to well, the situation. I mean, Jim, the one, the one disadvantage we had, uh, I mean, he ended up getting you and your, your, your Hall of Fame caller. Can you imagine if uh, we had given him Bash to interview? How about giving him to, uh, to the other screwballs? How about giving him the jackass AJ and the squirrel and those negative haters? That's all they are. Paul, I, look, I can't stand those people because they lied about me. I promise you, they've lied about me, saying I've never played ball. That's ridiculous. But I'm not going to go into that, and I'm, I don't want to brag. I think the one thing Susie was right about is not bragging. But I don't appreciate her coming in here and kicking around a kid and telling him, because this is not your classroom, Susie. This is a show where you say what you want to say, and if it's true, but you need to, you know, it's, it's not your classroom. Do you agree with that, Paul? Yeah, no, listen, yeah, she went, uh, I, I like Dominic because to me, he's a breath of fresh air, like you said. This show Absolutely, is, absolutely. This is not the Cub Scouts here. Absolutely. Well. And, we'll, and like I said before, Paul, whoever you are, if you come, if you don't come in here and criticize, you're open game. I'm an obvious example of that because I've been open game to many of the a-holes, as you well know. Yeah. But I've been, maybe in a way, I've been dirt deserving of it to some extent, because I'm very open-minded and very, you know, I, I say what I want to say and say what I believe, and, and that opens you up to, uh, to some criticism. Absolutely. Well, you know, you, know, you, know the, you know what they always say about being in the arena. I think TR said it first. And, uh, what, what's that? Well, when you're in the arena, you're going to uh, catch all the, uh, the cheers and the, and the jeers. And those who I played the game. I think I know who T.R. is, but you know, as you well know, I'm not as old as you. Is that Roosevelt you're talking about? Yeah, I mean, you got to remember, Jim, when I, I grew up, Teddy Roosevelt was. Uh, <laughs> I know who was president. You know, he know was, you know I, I, I covered his first uh, experience as a rough rider. So, uh, I know yeah, that. I know you're, and you're that's a lot, you got, you're well, a lot yeah, younger I know than that, I am. Too. I know that's how you got where you are. So, well done. I think you did a, a real good. I mean, I think you made an excellent decision. And I think uh, overall, uh, whatever the stupid, whatever some of those stupid people are criticizing that segment about, we'll, uh, if they got any brains, we'll wake up and realize it was a fun time, a fun deal, and things like that are needed. And I think of, uh, Hayden will, will also, because he's going to be more of a celebrity now, having oh, got yeah. into that segment. No, he, he, uh, I mean, he, he was, uh, you're absolutely, well, well, well done, Jim. I, I feel like we've contributed to mankind today. Thank you, Paul. I'm, I'm glad to be part of it. Thank you. Jim, uh, J- Jim playing a major role for, for a young man who walked in and uh, got more than maybe he expected. Bash is next. Oh, Bash, brother Paul. Thank you for taking my call. And Thank you. Randy, got, got, glad to have you in the studio, brother. Now, Paul, I heard you sneaking a, a little cheap bash towards me when you said that I would have been a worse interview for uh, for Damien on than Jim from Tuscaloosa. Come on, Paul. That was one of the worst interviews 
all because of Jim, the worst caller on this show, the fraud goat, the one that gives the worst advice than anyone else on this show. He's like, oh, I don't answer sports questions. Oh, really? Last week when you responded to Mike Griffith and everyone's like, great call, Jim. You really took it to him. And all of you who said that were morons. Because a month ago when Mike Griffith came on this show and reacted to Kalen DeBoer being hired, he said the exact same thing when he responded and said we should have hired Dan Lanning. He's like, who does this man think he is? What did he ever do? And it's like, Jim, he served in the military. We told you this several times, and you forget about it every single time. You are the worst caller on the show, and I cannot stand you. Now, Paul, can I ask you a quick question about the college football playoffs? Sure. I assume now that we got the announcement today that the Power Four conferences will get automatic bids, let me assume that you predict the SEC champion is going to be Georgia or Texas. Okay. Is that correct, or is uh, that yeah, too I, early I, I would, I, Right now, I'd probably go with Georgia to win the SEC. Okay. Now let's move over to the Big Ten. Now that you said earlier this week that Michigan is going to take a drop, I assume you think Ohio State or Oregon is going to win the Big Ten. Bash, I hate to do this, but uh, I, I need to be sworn in here before I, 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 go, I, I accept a deposition. We do have to take a break here before we go down the entire college football landscape. Thank you, Bash. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Hayden. We are coming right back. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You're listening to The Paul Feinbaum Show Podcast. What an afternoon it has been so far. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Let's continue uh, with more phone calls. And Expired is in Texas. Uh, hello, Expired. Hey, Paul. I think that was a great thing you did there with, with Hayden. It was awesome. Thank you. Now, the only problem is you set him up for failure, Paul. You set him up for failure. And when he was interviewing you, the young man had a chance to have one heck of an interview and a chance to really make an A-plus. But, but, but expired, uh, if I could say, here's my problem, though. Uh, the one thing he didn't really jump on was the opportunity to interview me. He, he, he didn't, was I right? He didn't, I was trying to, like, lead him to that, but he didn't quite read that correctly, so it, I, I, I gave him Jim. And 
what you did was you gave him no chance at succeeding because what 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 are you going to ask Jim? How was it? Oh, I've got a few questions I would ask Jim if I had a chance to interview him. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about a, a, a you know a little little fresh behind the ears guy here, so he gets Jim, and he would have had to ask him, "Hey, Jim, when you won the the seven year old T ball championship." Did you actually get the hit or play right field, or were you just okay? On the uh, let I mean, me okay. Expired. I'm going to do the same thing to you that I did to Hayden. I will be Jim, and you yeah. be you be Hayden. Okay. All right. Are you ready to start? Yeah. Go. Good afternoon, Jim. I'm su- super excited to interview you right now. Uh, I have a couple of quick questions for you. Question number one, Jim, is: Do you still live with your mother? I don't talk ball, Jim. Two, Jim, uh, did you actually play baseball in high school or were you the team manager? Get rid of this guy right now. I'm done with him. (laughs) Wild Bill is next. Hey, Paul, how are you? Okay, Bill. Well, you know, after all this time, I'm almost done with the assisted living uh, rehab unit. Can we get around to talking about something other than how we live our lives? I don't know, uh, Bill. You've been on for 45 seconds. Uh, what would you like to talk about? I'd like to talk about basketball, baseball, and things other than what y'all been well, talking Bill, about. Well, Bill, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to repeat again like you're a student, even though you're not. Uh, you could have called right away and said, hey, I want to talk about this, but instead you're just vamping about nothing. So what do you want to talk about? Well, I just want to talk about, I think it's a wonderful basketball team that we've all got, and the SEC's doing really good. Okay. And now we've already started baseball in the middle of 40-degree weather and just enjoying the other side of the rainbow. Well, I mean, Bill, I'm I think we're, we're, we're trying to do that. We, we, uh, yesterday we talked to Coach Yo from Ole Miss, who had just beaten uh, Mississippi State, and I mean, by the way, I know that may have sounded like I was being difficult there, but what, what always gets me, guys, is when somebody calls in and spends two or three minutes complaining about why we're not talking about sports and then really doesn't have a subject, right? And that guy did not have a subject. Uh, Jace is next up in Augusta. Hello, Jace. Hey, Paul. I was kind of upset about the, uh, the, 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 the uh, Hayden and, and, and Jim uh, um, interview. Okay. If I was interviewing Jim, I, I would ask Jim, you know, um, I would have said, you know, why are you the greatest uh, hitter since Ted Williams? I would ask him, you know, why are you the greatest golfer since Tiger Woods? Um, Those have been very good questions. You know, you know, uh, you're the uh, you best the, pool player since Minnesota Fats. Fats, yeah. I, I mean, you know, um, you know, Jim is a blowhard. Um, and, and like I said, I, I mean, I have, I have the utmost respect for Hayden, um, and I understand he struggled. Well, yeah, I mean, listen, I we did throw Hayden to the wolves, but if you're, tr- if you're a, a talk show host or a doctor or a military uh, person, you're always put in the, you, you, you want to experience the worst possible scenario, right? Yeah. That way you're prepared right. for well, it in the future. Well, I, I, we gave I mean, him that. I mean, but the thing, Talking but, to Jim. But the thing to me is, but the thing is, you put him on with a, with a chronic liar, Paul. That's what you did. Well, uh, hey, I got news for you, Jace. If you do what I do, you'll be talking to a few liars in your time. Yeah. Well, I understand that too, Paul. 
but you know, like I said, I, I just don't. Uh, I have very little respect for for for, for Jim. I mean, Jim could have made that interview. Um, and for him, well, to say he, he goes yeah, to I mean, I was uh, I, I was naive uh, if I could, you know, because even though I've, I've been around since uh, Teddy Roosevelt, uh, who died in what <laughs> uh, two thousand and uh, um, or right. nineteen, whatever oh. it was. The thing is, uh, I think he died in nineteen nineteen. Um, he was president in, in nineteen hundred. But the, I wish Jim had played along because it would have been a good experience for the young man. Uh, but instead, Jim did not play along. Jim, no, Jim, Jim, Jim was being Jim. Yeah, I mean, there are Jim's certain ego. there are certain people Jim. that that make everything about them, and then there are those who try to work with within the framework. Well, I mean, he his ego gets to him every time, every time. And if somebody calls him out, Jim gets pissed off, and then he calls back, and he starts yelling and calls us the devil and heathens and everything and murder. You know, he calls legend a murderer and 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 and, and Satan. Yeah. Um, I am sick of Jim's calls. Well, I, I appreciate that, Jace. We've had quite an hour. Um... If you thought it was really good, we're going to just replay it three more times this afternoon. We'll see you tomorrow. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast.